I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. Happy Friday. I hope you guys are having a nice, relaxing week. I mean, we're like, are we like, I'm probably like two to three weeks away from tulips at this point. So Mm -hmm. we're like, it's so hard because we talk about this before, but like all of our expenses like come in the off season. So I tell, I was like telling Rachel who works with me that there's like basically three times a year when I crap my pants and it's usually like, (laughs) This time it's like February and then June is also a very hard time. And then I don't know why December, but I just, to me, it's like more tax, like figuring all everything out, like what it all looked Mm -hmm. like and all that. So it's like, this is a hard time. It's like we're spending money, like prepping supplies, sleeves. We, we ended up buying a crate of sleeves. Have you ever done this, Lens, where you get buy like a whole thing of your Aru sleeves at one time? No, I haven't. But I looked into it because mm-hmm. I wanted to get them pre-logoed. Oh, And you can yeah. do that, but you have to buy a whole crate of them. Yes. So, But you did. You went that yeah, route. Yeah, I ended up just buying like all the sleeves for, for the year because I'm always – I'm like, mm-hmm. what are like my points of stress throughout the year? And it's always like, crap, we need another box of sleeves. And the shipping is kind of crazy. I yeah. think it's a little expensive. I don't know. <laughs> can you buy like all different sizes or you you bought like yeah, the same mix, size? You can mix it up in the crate. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So I might have need to look 20, at 20,000 sleeves, yeah. which is a lot. I mean, that's, that's yeah. a lot. But if I'm like looking at the entire season, because there was like some panic moments last year where we needed sleeves and I had to like quickly order a box and they're in Ohio, like they have like a shipping area in Ohio. So they're usually here the next day. But it's like, again, like when we talked about last episode, like all that panic ordering, mm-hmm. it costs us money. So I'm trying to like, you know, order in bulk to try and save. So I have that coming, but that's a big expense. So it's just like all, everything comes at one time, taxes, yeah. all of it. So yeah, just surviving. Yeah. yes it's uh i've been feeling like we've talked about before just like manage our minds a little Mm -hmm. bit with this but like i've been feeling a lot of anxiety coming up and i'm like okay lens this is just because the season like i can hear it literally like a freight train just like coming at me and you know once it starts it doesn't stop and so i'm trying to like shift that mindset for myself a little bit because it's like where did this winter go? I mean, no. holy crap. It's almost March. I mean, we're definitely – I would say we're two, two pushing three weeks ahead of where we were last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I am looking at like the monthly mm-hmm. – like the month weather. I'm like, I don't see it. I know. I don't see it. I know. I'm sorry. I just saw Rachel. <laughs> she just <laughs> – I know. Listen, it's so crappy. The weather here is so <laughs> is so terrible. I'm not yeah. – so I'm like – usually she'll like go help the Judd and Maddie do something, you know, for for a while. I'm like, just stay here. <laughs> I can't even send you outside. It's so bad. <laughs> so she, yes, we are have, of course, FedEx is arriving. Wow. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I just, for those of you, you're listening, you can't mm-hmm. see, but I just saw Rachel, Shannon's employee, just like her, just her little head bouncing behind <laughs> Shannon, trying to sneak out. She's so cute. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But 
I, we are definitely early. Yes. And so that then feels, yeah. I mean, it just, it does. It just puts, Mm -hmm. it just puts pressure on. And I'm also like, okay, well, everything that I kind of thought I was going to get done this winter, it's like, what? Then I'm like analyzing, like, what did I do? (laughs) I didn't not work. Like what happened? We were so excited because this was the first winter without our other jobs. And I'm like, wow, we really filled her up. I didn't <laughs> listen. My, my front room was supposed to get painted. Mm-hmm. That did not that get painted. <laughs> it didn't happen. Oh my I don't gosh. know when it's gonna Yeah. Anyway. I know. It's just, yeah. you know, the best laid plans. We we always and honestly, like the podcast and the insiders has really yeah. filled up like a lot of our time because we're are trying to do a lot of that True. planning now because yeah. we know like when we get into the season, like that gets a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, it's it, it's all good. It's all good things. Yes. Definitely all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you can't avoid – you can't avoid the inevitable. It's coming. I'm like counting down how many – there's a sign with a local landscape company that says like 20 – like whatever it's oh, at now, Lord. 27 days until spring. Yeah. I'm like – Wait a second. I l- just drive by with a like cover. It's just the one eye. I'm like, I can't. God, I don't know. Anxiety-provoking. I, I know. These like crazy warm temperatures, like I, I like it, but it also like worries me because if things get too far along and then we have a crazy cold snap then I'm going to be like in a panic mode protecting things well so yeah. you know I'm a little worried because I don't get pre-chilled tulips for like all of my beds so mm-hmm. I'm a little curious how that's going to shake out mm-hmm. you know because we just did not get super cold temps so I'm yeah. curious to see if things are going to be a, a little, little bit shorter yeah. I do for the high tunnel get them pre-chilled mm-hmm. so I'm not as worried about that stem length but yeah, yeah we'll see Always, always a list of worries mm. to manage your mind. And I know. That's part of it. All right. It is uh, part of it. Yeah, it is. I feel like, I don't know. I I embrace it. I'm like, you know what? I get to show up at work the way that I want to every day. And it's, it's really mm. nice. And I get to be home. And I'll, I'll take a little bit of yeah. worry. I worry no matter what. So, so sure. speaking of worries on our day to day, I know we're always worried about how, how, how it's going to shake out for the month, what our profit looks like. I know we've been talking about it a lot this week, or I'm sorry, this entire month has been basically dedicated to helping you guys look at your profit. So our usual Sunday routine is we'll put it out there to you guys on our Instagram at dirt on flowers and ask you some questions. We want to know what you want guys want to hear from us. So this past Sunday, we put out a profit related question box. So you guys submitted some of your profit questions. So that's what we're going to do today on the Spill the Dirt episode. Yeah. Let's just jump into this. So our first question came from Beautifully Sewn and she asked, so basic, but what is profit exact profit exactly and how do you calculate it? It's basic, but it's still a question that like I think yeah. took me a few years to really kind of like understand how it all like how it actually all worked. I was like learning the flower part. And so then, you know, it was a couple of years before I really felt like mm-hmm. I needed to dig into the business side. So just basic, what is profit profit exactly? So there is, you take your gross revenue, which is all your sales, everything, top line, no expenses, anything taken out. You subtract your cost of goods sold. So that would be things like I track co- cost of goods sold, which is like my seed mm-hmm. cost, uh, bouquet sleeves like you were just talking. Yeah. And then that gives you your gross profit. From there, you minus your operating expenses and that gives you your net profit. Mm-hmm. So profit basically is your top line sales minus your expenses, whether we're talking cost of goods. So cost of goods and just operating expenses, you could just lump those into one expense mm-hmm. category. That's what yeah. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then 
So it's like everything you made minus what you spent gives you your net profit. Mm-hmm. We're going to dig into this in another question that somebody asked here in a little bit about like, well, how the heck do I pay myself or how do I figure out that? But you calculate that whether you're using – I know Shannon and I are mm-hmm. like – we still got to get that sponsorship from QuickBooks. We got to work on that. I know. Maybe that's a 24 project at this point, but we love QuickBooks. Yeah. It, it, we love it because it is, keeps us organized, keeps us sane. If you don't have QuickBooks and you don't want to take the jump into that $15 a month commitment and it doesn't, it feels overwhelming, you can do it on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. So basically – what you're tracking, what QuickBooks tracks for us is everything that comes in the door and everything that goes out of the door with regards to our business, which is why I'm always like harping on the keeping your business and personal finances separate mm-hmm. and because it just makes it really a lot cleaner and easier to track. So my first year, I literally was like writing, handwriting yep. things down on like a notepad and then I was like using an Excel spreadsheet. And so, yeah, very, very simple, but that's kind of, I mean, you yeah. agree that's kind no, of- No, I, I honestly, no. I think I think that was perfect. So I think it's just, you know, and we talk a lot about this like when in relation to talking about profit first and I know we've been talking about that book. So even if you aren't a part of the insiders, like it, if you're looking for good reading, I really do think it, to me, it like really changed my mindset on the way that I'm looking at my business. But he, he kind of talks about, you know, your profit, that being at the forefront, forefront of what you're looking at on your business. So instead of like being just like dominated, making our day-to-day decisions by what's in our bank, it's looking at that profit piece. And so it can be like reinvestment money. It can be money that you put away. Savings should be a part of that. That's all incredibly important. And I think it's it's not at the end of the year, it's not to have your sales equal your expenses. So it is just prioritizing. And so I think, you know, there's lots of people out there who have different percentages and all that. We'll talk about that a little bit. But if you're looking for us to like give you an exact calculation, like that, that that's a really hard thing. So I think, Lindsay, I think you did perfect. That explained it just perfectly. Yeah. And you can work backwards. Mm-hmm. So that's what the profit first book kind of talks about, like what you're talking about, Shannon, where it's like, if you say like, I want to have a set profit percentage, you Mm -hmm. can dig into it that way. And you can set an entire, you know, sales budget uh, goals off of that. You can set your, you know, your expenses off of that. So Mm -hmm. lots of ways you can dial that in and say like, oh, I want to have a 50% profit, you know, whatever it is. Um, And you can work backwards from that point. But for the most part, just a simple math problem, Mm -hmm. what you bring in minus what goes out is net profit. So Okay. I I think that leads really good into the next question from Katie Startsman. She sent us a message and asked what a reasonable year one profit goal is. And uh, I mean, listen, I was asking the same exact question. And and I think it's it's hard for it's hard for us to tell you because different people want different things out of their business. So when we when we first started our profit goal, did I have a profit goal when I first started? Or was I just surviving? I don't know. It's hard. I feel like that's a lot of pressure for year one. I don't know. (laughs) This is. I just wanted to make money. Yes, like that was my thing. I just like that first year was like, okay, I just want to make more than what I started with, and I did. I had. I wasn't even like dialed in setting like. I want this percentage or I want yes. this amount of money back in my, you know, like I, yeah. to me, I was like, I just want money back in the yes. bank. I agree. And I think I, it's amazing that you're asking this question. Like I wish I would have asked that question of myself earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's, it really is hard for us to tell you. I think if you're looking at 
maybe a, like a long-term plan about what kind of long-term investment pieces that you want in your property. Like for instance, for us, when we bought our house there, it wasn't a farm. Like I didn't already have a barn here to utilize, you know, so there was a lot of overhead money that had to be used to create a farm, a working farm out of like a piece of land basically that had nothing, like no service well, nothing. I mean, we just created that. So Mm -hmm. for me, I kept prioritizing the profit that was earned. And that was a higher number for me because my, I wasn't paying myself anything. I chose to take all that profit and put it into reinvesting into the business. I'm not saying that's the way to do it. I would definitely prioritize paying yourself a little bit first. That's a mistake that I hope that you learn even from, you know, from us, but I don't know. It's hard. That is hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's amazing that you want a goal. Yeah. That's absolutely. And I would say I would ask the question to you of like, what is a reasonable profit amount? Like what's a reasonable amount of profit for you specifically? Mm -hmm. Like what's going to keep you in this focused, driving you forward? You know, because those are the things like how much money makes it worth to you? Because it's like you're – your, your amount of money and my amount of money are going to be different because mm-hmm. our goals are different. Your lifestyle is different. So all of those things. So I guess just like asking that question in a way of just like you need to kind of qualify it a little bit mm-hmm. and coming back to like what what amount of money seems like a worth it kind of thing to you. Because mm-hmm. even that number shifts for me too. And like also as the business grows, you learn more things about taxes and like, yes. you know, Shan, like Shannon and I are um, at a point like even with our podcast, right, where we're like having to consult with accountants and things like because there's just like questions we don't we don't even know what to ask. So yes. that is going to that's going to constantly kind of change for you too mm-hmm. as like your business grows. But I think it's great that you're even just asking those questions. Yes, uh, I completely it means agree. Not a hobbyist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think just just to start looking at your business through that lens is is important. You want to make sure that and this is just like the most basic example, but if you're like looking at a mixed bouquet, not overstuffing it, like considering what what am I actually making on this bouquet, like trying to figure out a stem count and that those are all things that we do like recipes and I'll kind of like, okay, I know such and such, I'll kind of like generally. I don't get too in the weeds, but I'll be like, okay, I know I retail this bald dahlia for $4. Then I'm going to say if I have two bald dahlias, that's eight bucks, blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to get to that 20. So I make sure that I'm not overstuffing this bouquet. There's so many, there's so many things wrong with overstuffing a bouquet. And I've learned this over time, but you're not making the amount of money that you should. And you're setting this expectation for your customers. So then one day when you're like, whoa, 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 wait a second, I'm not making any money on this. They're going to be like, wait a second, the bouquet looks different. So like for us, just talking about even the mixed bouquet, we knew we wanted to raise our bouquet prices, but I was overstuffing my bouquets at the lower price. So we just created Mm -hmm. a smaller sleeve, you know, and sold it for 20. And that's how I, you know, figured that out. So it's like, we always tell you that time is like the best teacher, but it is like just doing it and figuring it out and you're going to figure out what's, what are the most profitable pieces for you and then hopefully capitalizing on that and figuring out how to scale that up is important. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Leo Burby Bulb Company is your one-stop shop for all bulbs, bare roots, and perennials. Family owned and operated for over 50 years, Leo Burby Bulb strives on providing excellent customer service. While Leo Burby specializes in bulbs and for spring and fall planting, they also have a young plants division that can broker plants from other popular growers. 
So whether you order online, call in and chat, the process is simple. No order is too small or large, no boxing minimums on orders. Family owned and operated, the customer service is extraordinary. Use the code DIRT when you place an order and get 25 free Dahlia tubers with your purchase of in-stock items. Dahlia's will be vendor choice. Code is good through April 1st and on spring orders only. No pre-orders. Check them out. So the next question we have is from Huron Street. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was a little worried when I put that in. I almost <laughs> gave you that one because I didn't want to pronounce it. <laughs> You're on street flowers. I know it's sometimes my Appalachia, you know, comes out. What were you thinking Um, that was the right way to say? How are you? I don't even know. I just got nervous that that was, listen, I used to count when I was in school. I hated reading shit out loud. I hated when the teacher made you like you're reading a book. So they're like, the the whole point was they did it so that you would be engaged in what was reading. Here's what I would do. I would be like, okay, she's, I would count out. There's five people ahead of me. I'm going to have to read this paragraph (laughs) until they got to me. I read the damn paragraph because I didn't want to screw it up. And then I got so much anxiety. I know. This is like here. I, that was probably like third grade or fourth oh grade. I'm gosh. still dealing trauma. with that. I know trauma, serious trauma. I mean, <laughs> even I'm like, did I mispronounce something once and then got like oh I don't even know where it comes from, but that's what I did. So okay. if you're a teacher, do not make your kids read that stuff out loud. Okay, Aww. it's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, she asked, he asked, I don't know, they ask, what's the difference between profit and owner's compensation and which pays your salary? So the difference between profit and owner's comp. So owner's comp comes from profit. Yes. So I, it took me like four years before somebody, I couldn't get a clear answer because I was, I was asking the wrong questions. I was saying, well, how much can I pay myself? Yes. You know, like what I should have been asking is like, where does the money come from that I pay myself? Mm-hmm. And so understanding like, okay, we've got your net profit. Mm-hmm. So like the number that I just, or that number we just talked about in the very first question, how you calculate it. So money that comes in minus money that comes out is net profit. Mm-hmm. From net profit, you've got taxes that come out, whether you have a savings account, if you're putting money away for future stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those all things are like net profit minus taxes, minus all those things. And then it's your paycheck. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can choose to take the whole thing. You can choose to leave money in there, Mm -hmm. but your paycheck comes from basically what's left. Mm -hmm. That's what you're able to pay yourself. It just, it took me a long time to kind of understand all of those things because, you know, cash flow is a whole thing and, Mm -hmm. and you have to learn that with yourself and the business and to say like, you know, Shannon, you're talking about anxiety at the beginning of the year. I'm always going back to my bank account. Like, what did I start with at this date last year? Mm -hmm. What did I have in my account? That gives me a level. I'm like, okay, well, I survived last year. So, you know, because it gets skimped down. And now, you know, it's like we have employees on full time for the whole 12 months of the year. And so there's like just there's anxieties around that. And I think I would encourage, I know we're like, we're harping a little bit on the QuickBooks, but like keeping, when you keep Mm -hmm. your records, you can visually look at your, what's coming in, what's going out. 
and see you can start to like get a feel for the way your expenses flow and everything and what your mm-hmm. account looks like or what's available yep. left for you and if you're not tracking those things then yeah it would feel like okay what what can, what do I where do I pay myself or what how much and all of that and I feel like if you are really tracking your expenses you can have a very clear view of what that profit account looks like on a weekly, monthly basis, however you're paying yourself. And then you can be like, okay, I feel comfortable with this amount of money or set yourself Mm -hmm. your goals and set your profit percentages to include an increase for yourself. So like, you know, just if we're going back to talking about the profit first book, he'll say, hey, like start with 1% of 1% and then really then increase every every quarter you can look to increase that. So the way that we eventually have increased our our pay is to just a slow increase but then my other percentages readjust and that's something to look at. So I hope that that helps. But I really do mm-hmm. think record keeping is where you just are just going to be have such a better gut feel about what's going on in your business because you're not going to be making those decisions with your head in the sand, you know. And yeah. it's not like yeah. a surprise at tax time. Yeah, I think when I got when I saw where I would my paycheck was going to be coming from, mm-hmm. like that was kind of the year I said that like I basically had spent like so I just spent my expenses were outrageous. Mm-hmm. I it was mid made me sick to see it, and I started diving in, and so being very clear on like where your money comes from and looking mm-hmm. at that and knowing what you can pay yourself out of that helps you to gives you sort of a wake up ch- call to your revenue and to your expenses mm-hmm. and helps you to stay more focused and like you said you mm-hmm. make better bu- business decisions because yeah. you want more money in your pocket mm-hmm. and when i'm looking back at it when i wasn't paying myself i that money was still going out but it was going out to conveniences because i wasn't I wasn't in my business the way that I should have. So the flip side was now I pay myself and I'm in such a more clearer state with my business. I'm understanding what's the in and outs, how it all looks. I know have goals based so that I can pay myself, the employees, everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. So I just think having that awareness is is really important. So Mm -hmm. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Gardenside Blooms asked us, I would love to know the categories you have set up in your QuickBooks. For me, my QuickBooks categories have evolved over time with also a lot of consultation from Lindsay. Um, Lindsay's like not not like what's the right word? Oh, you're too sweet. She's she's super Anal. good. Well, <laughs> that's like we all have our natural tendencies. Being like super detailed to like my brain is not doesn't operate in that way and Lindsay's a lot like that so for me I'm like okay I'll just set up my broad my my QuickBooks categories when I first set them up were too broad so what I had to learn over time is that I my QuickBooks categories needed to be the things that I needed to track so for me this is just one example so I guess I'm going to encourage you with this question is to figure out what it is that you want to track in your business and then make sure that you have those categories set aside. So um, just looking at like meals is a big thing. I mean, there's like a lot of like pre categories that are like already in there, you know, and you you can use Mm -hmm. those. But I think for me, for example, I had an account with my whole, I have like a supplemental flowers account where if I have an expense that I purchase extra flowers for a wedding, it goes into that. Well, it was for my wholesaler. So what was happening was my wedding supplies piece was also being lumped into that supplemental flowers piece because everything from, I wasn't like detailing it out the way that I should have. So that I'm like, okay, I need to add a wedding supplies 
category in QuickBooks. So I know I'm tracking that. So it's just like, it's hard for us to tell you what categories that you should have. I just think really mm-hmm. like diving deep into what it is that you want to track above and beyond what are some of the good like base categories in QuickBooks as well. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that because it's so the way I set mine up and the way it's evolved, mine's evolved too, is, you know, you have these, you have income accounts. So this is like I call them enterprises or income accounts. So which would be you pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, farmer's market, workshops, the things that I categorize, like you literally, Mm -hmm. if you don't care, you could just do sales. (laughs) I mean, it's going to matter. Fortunately, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's going to matter though. Like you gave that Mm -hmm. example, was it last week? I think about how, you know, when you needed to buy property, Mm -hmm. you wanted to buy property and they needed to break that stuff down. So, you know, you can do it however you want. Mm -hmm. So the way mine has shifted over the years is I have I started 2 years ago maybe I wanted to know am I making more am I more profitable selling flowers on the farm or off the farm so I have these categories right and then I have sub income categories those like uh so workshops uh that are on the farm fall under on farm income I have mm-hmm. you pick is under on on farm income and so I have these kind of categorized so I want to see like what brought in the most money and then I with that, so you're asking what categories we set up in QuickBooks. The flip side of those accounts I have is an offsetting expense account. Mm-hmm. So like you were just saying, Shannon, like with weddings, I have a wedding expense category. Mm-hmm. I have a workshop expense category. You pick all of those things. So I kind of know like what offsets it, where we're able to dig in and kind of look at the numbers to see where I'm making more money. Uh, one example for me that this year is I have an apparel income account. We sell so many shirts. I swear we're like a retail store at times. And so um, I wanted to track it, but what ended up happening was just what you talked about. So if you look at my apparel cost of goods sold, that number was really high this year. And my apparel income account, it looks like I lost my tail on it. But what happened was a lot of shirt sales got roped into workshops. Yeah. You pick. It wasn't yep. getting accounted. So mm-hmm. I eliminated that account. I'm still tracking my expenses because it's a budget item, mm-hmm. but I just eliminated the apparel account. And so it's going to go on to like website sales and like all the other random places that it's already going anyway. Yes. But I do recognize that that's kind of a you know, it's kind of an issue for me with tracking. Like we're always doing inventory on our shirt. So I can, I could really dig in and see how much we're making. But yeah, I don't know. That's one that you're just, it just kind of evolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just continues to evolve as you realize what you want to track. Yeah. And I think if you like take anything away from this question, it would be to have that enterprise income account and then on the flip be tracking the enterprise expense so that you can really have that good look, that really good look about what it can be like a snapshot view in some ways. And then you can kind of determine, you know, what's going good and what's going not, not so good. Um, Mm -hmm. Or see, see opportunities to increase your profit pretty easy. Like, oh, okay, how can I reduce the expense on this to make it more profitable? Um, Those are all things to to think about. So yep, Okay. Love it. Is that it? We did a good job. We're done. I think so. Okay. Oh, I did have to tell you this. So this is, you know, I always have my brain goes random places, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not going to ask you about the Enneagram because I know the answer, but you know how I'm always talking about. <laughs> so I had this lady message me. Oh I know you're going to take I it. Will. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> um, but I had a lady message me 
hang on. I got to find this thing. It cracked me up. Um, but she said, I think she's from New Zealand. Her name's Kat. But she said that I, you're always talking about the Enneagram. Uh-huh. So I took the test and now I'm having like an internal crisis. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And I said, no, no, no. Uh, she said she's an eight and they're very outspoken. Like uh-huh. really they're direct. Like I told her, I'm like, I love my eight friends. Like uh-huh. that's who I gravitate towards. Like that's who you want when you're going to get like scrappy at the farmer's yeah, market over oh, sure. somebody else like selling, <laughs> you know, like undercutting you. You want the eight by your side. So I told her, I'm like, no, no, we need to like reframe how we're looking at this because there are so many positives with an eight. Oh, um, but that's I was so like, cute. oh my gosh. It was so sweet. Yeah, it just made me, it just like, it gave me a chuckle because I was like, no, no, we don't, you got to look at all the positive stuff. So there's posi- yeah. positives and negatives to all of them, but. Yeah, it's always a. I use the, I use it all the time to learn about myself. So. I'm I'm gonna take it. What do you think I am? If you had to guess. Oh gosh, I gotta look through the numbers. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they tell you not to guess what your friends are. Oh, like, okay, okay, let me oh, think here. <laughs> I don't. You're probably. I think you might be a nine. Okay. I'm gonna take or, it. I really am. Yeah, take I'm it. going to. And then we'll we'll set <laughs> next episode. Just hold me accountable. And I'll okay. report back okay. my findings. <laughs> report back your number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, oh. we love your feedback, you guys. Whether yeah. you're like sending it over on Dirt on Flowers or you're sending it in our farm pages, like we just are very, very grateful for the community of people that we're building here. I think it's growing beyond sort of like what we had originally dreamed up. Mm-hmm. I just like sometimes I don't allow myself to really like I think big on like big goals. But I was like, I mean, now we're just like. Yeah, just trying to soak it all in. Like we're just very, very grateful for all of it. So, you know, if you guys are loving the podcast and you missed out on joining our Dirt on Flowers Insiders this month, March membership is going to be open very soon. Each month, the first through the fifth. If you are already a member, you're in, you're good. You don't have to go in and re-subscribe. If you missed it, head to the website. Uh, it's dirtonflowers.com forward slash membership. That's where you can join the wait list. We'll send out an email that says, hey, it's open. So if you missed out on it, there's plenty of other dirt bags out there that will tell you yes. we're having a pretty good time. Yeah, our I first so. our, We got our first Zoom coming up here. So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be good. But we are so grateful for you guys just sharing our podcast with your farming friends. Uh, trust me, we are we are feeling the love mm-hmm. uh, very, very, very much so. Uh, so thank you. An extra thanks for our sponsor, Leo Burby, for supporting our podcast and our farming journey. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check them out. Show them some love. Use that 25 oh free Dahlia tubers. Yes. How if, generous. If you skipped over our little ad with Leo, Do, go you, back. Go back. It is yeah, a great listen deal. Listen to it. It is going to be yes doing that with the code. No, <laughs> are we allowed? They're like, wait a I second. I don't know. Well, I can't. Take them off the list. <laughs> not for you. That's oh, awesome. That is a great deal. I know. When when Lindsay told me, I was like, that is amazing that Leo did that. I think I'm. Yeah. That that is awesome. You guys are going to love that. So I'm really looking forward yeah. to seeing that. But yeah, give them go check them out yeah. if you're not using them. But great people, uh, great product. I think you'll you'll love working with them. So thank you guys again for joining us this week. I uh, hope you have a fantastic week. And you know, we'll see you the same time, same place next week. 